0: The Armchair Illini Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best online ticketing site you can find. Why? Well, because it pulls from every other available ticketing site to give you the best price possible. There's no need anymore to check out 10 different ticketing sites to find the deal you're looking for. SeatGeek basically does all of that for you. Not only that, but SeatGeek has a value system sorted by color to let you know if you are actually getting a good deal on your tickets or not. You can sort by best value, lowest price, and more. Now here's the best part. If you use code ArmchairIllinois, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. So what are you waiting for? Attend your next unforgettable sporting event or concert by checking out SeatGeek today. Again, use promo code ArmchairIllinois, all one word, and get $20 off your first
1: order. top of the key, driving, pull up from 15, and good! Good!
2: Illinois is the Big Ten Tournament Champion.
0: into the oh, shot and oh, knocks that. it down Chris Murray three ball no tipped around that is it Illinois shares the Big Ten title welcome into the Armchair Illini podcast my name is Zach Leslie and I am one of your hosts and as always joining me is my co-host Alex Chi Alex Harriman
1: Zach, I'm doing great, man. Really excited for the Illinois uh, postseason to get underway. I know they started a little bit last week, but I try not to talk about bad things. So not going to mention what happened last yeah, week. Yeah, we won't talk really about that game
0: week. last week against the Hoosiers. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, and we are really excited to have a new guest with us this week. Last week, uh, we had Jason Pat on the show who does a lot of bull stuff and is a big Illini fan and Illini grad. And this week, we have Herb Lawrence. Herb, uh newly with CHGO, doing all sorts of White Sox stuff, which is super cool. And we are so excited to have Herb with us. Herb, how are you, man?
2: I'm doing fine, guys. How are you guys doing?
0: Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're doing well, man. uh Yeah, so you're a big Illini fan. And we, as we were thinking about starting this podcast, we were thinking about who could we have on and Uh, you engage a lot with the Illini fan base on Twitter and, um, we just knew that you were one of the guys we wanted to talk to. So we're super excited to have you. And if you could a little bit, give us a brief history of your Illini fandom, how you got into Illinois. Um, was it by choice? Was it, uh, passed down to you like it is for some folks? Uh, how did you become
1: upon you? Like, like me, where I went to school and kind of had to be a fan.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, Luckily, or unluckily, didn't have family members who were sports fans. So I get to choose. Uh, Around the same time, I chose to be a White Sox fan and also Illinois fan. It was 1990. I didn't watch the Final Four team, the uh, Flying Illini team at all. I got in when Andy Kaufman, uh, Deion Thomas, like Richard King, uh, Robert Bennett years. Uh, Those are kind of the first couple years that I started watching And, you know, of course, after I started watching, I was like 12 years old. I was like, you know, it'd be pretty cool to go to school down there. Mm -hmm. And when I sent out my resume or my uh, application, they took my $50. It's like, hey, you got to do some type of homework and a 2.3 GPA (laughs) is not good. Um, So go to some other school and. You know, usually people would go to another school and cheer for that team, and I haven't. I've stayed a line I fan ever since then. And uh, you know, from time to time, I vacillate on whether it was a smart move by that twelve-year-old. But <laughs> we're uh, we're in the golden era. We're going to the tournament again. Goodness yep. gracious, we're number one seat, and I'm no, not number one seat. We're the Big Ten champions, regular season. Man, so that twelve-year-old is uh, getting applause right now from me. Let them lose a game in this tournament. I'm gonna cuss them out again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you're you're the definition of Illinois
1: loyalty, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you because, like you said, they're being back in the postseason, and that's obviously great for fans. Um, what's kind of been your thoughts about this season in particular? Because you know, me and Zach have always sort of felt, especially this year, yeah, you know, we're a number one seed in the Big Ten. You know, we're in the tournament consistently for the past three years. which is something that's been unheard of, at least for the last 10 years. But yet, at the same time, we still find ourselves kind of ticked off at times and kind of wanting more. Like, has that been the same case for you?
2: Yes, 100 percent. Like this year, I know we won the regular season. Illinois won the regular season Big Ten title sharing with Wisconsin. It doesn't feel that way. They're good. And I've enjoyed more than I've lamented this season but I always go back to that Marquette loss and I know Kofi wouldn't play in that game but I don't care Marquette sh- you shouldn't lose the Marquette and then to get blown out by Cincinnati early in the season I was furious on thousand not ten on a thousand I was like Cincinnati's garbage and they shouldn't beat you by 20 ever mm-hmm. and then you know I calmed down a little after the Arizona game and I was like okay that's a really good team losing to them, how they lost the game, which I thought also they had a chance to win that game. Didn't upset me. I was like, they gave maximum effort out there. Yes. They made some plays that I didn't agree with, but that type of loss I can accept. And then the month of December happened. I was like, all right, here we go. Like we're killing Notre Dame. We beat Missouri again. And that's the That is the like the bellwether. If an Illinois team can beat Missouri, no matter where they're at, We're going to have a decent season. So when we beat Missouri and I was like, all right, here we go. Illinois is going to do some damage in the Big Ten. And they held their own in the Big Ten, a couple of disappointing losses. But for the most part, we had a representative effort from most of the guys, had a good game plan from Brad until you get to the Big Ten uh, tournament. And then I was like, that effort. I know Indiana plays defense at a different level, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't have been in that tight of a game. And then the late turnover by Trent, which, you know, he doesn't make those type of mistakes. Um, That was out of character. So I was kind of like down on Illinois. I'm kind of still, I am down on Illinois. And I'm thinking about this game going on on Friday. So it's a weird season where we're the Big Ten champions in the regular season, but I'm like disappointed because the last game was just so lackluster.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I wanted to ask you, we had a, we had a brief Twitter exchange, I think, after the loss on uh, uh, last Friday morning, basically, mm-hmm. uh, is a lot of uh, this team's issues, in my opinion, aren't fixable by Friday. These are things that have been a part of this team's DNA from day one, uh, not being able to shoot free throws, these long scoring droughts. Um, All that sort of stuff. So do you think uh, that those things are going to actually will be this team's downfall or do you think they can win kind of uh, despite some of those things?
2: I think the line are going to be the team they have been all season. Um, They will have droughts, long droughts of not scoring a field goal and their offense will be bogged down to guys trying to get the ball into Kofi and then. Double, in teaming, double teaming Kofi and then having that ball back out to the uh, perimeter with a late shot clock and running on the other side. Now, Alfonso Plummer can carry a team mm-hmm. with his three-point uh, ability. He was off versus Indiana in the Big Ten game, and we didn't have Jacob Grandison, and I don't know his status for uh, Friday's game, but this team goes through lulls where it's, that lets the team who they shouldn't be in the game with back in the game. And sometimes they lose those games. So I'm not high on Illinois this week. I know Chattanooga is not that highly ranked. They're like 300 and plus in the Kim Palm ratings as far as a uh, complete team, but there's team, there's people picking them. They're a 13 C's for a reason and people are picking them because they have uh, elements that could give Illinois trouble. And the, and the the one part that we need to get it done with is entry passes into Kofi. Just feed them. They don't play in uh, interior defense that well at Chattanooga. So we need to kill them with that. And so I'm just not feeling 100% confident like a four seed should feel over a 13 seed who is a 300-ranked team in Ken Palm. And I think Illinois kind of put me in this way. And so yeah. – I hope they get out of those those lulls. I hope they just say, forget everybody, forget Herb, forget all the doubters. What we're going to do is run off six and hold up a trophy because we all know they can do that. (laughs) We all know they have the talent to do that, and that's why it's frustrating to see them lose games that they shouldn't.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head where it's like, we know what this team can be. They have the pieces. They have a a first-team All-American. They got the shooters around. Um, they got the the senior point guard they got um, a senior glue guy in DeMonte but you know it just seems like we want more out of it but with that being said I know obviously we talked about how Chattanooga even though they're not very highly rated or ranked um, is that worrisome but it is kind of worrisome Um, where do you have Illinois going in your bracket if you filled it out
2: yet I filled it out and I, it's the first time I recall that not I didn't have Illinois advancing past the Sweet 16. I usually have it if it's a team that is ranked higher than uh, an eight seed. I usually have them winning a couple games, but I got them losing in the second round to, I believe, Kelvin Sampson's Houston Cougars if mm. they make it that far. And that would be heart, hurtful too because as Illinois fans, we of course hate Kelvin Sampson yep. for stealing Eric Gordon, being an overall dick, and <laughs> I hope they beat the hell out of him. So I'll be rooting for Illinois to kill those people. But don't expect the them. team that would <laughs> would stop us. I I'm stopping short of them of uh, picking a Chattanooga because I don't think they have enough. But it's up to the players. That's that's what I'm saying. Like they just got to dig deep, and if they want it. They can beat both these teams handily.
1: Yeah, would it surprise you, honestly,
2: if Chattanooga picks off Illinois? <sighs> surprise, no. And I don't even know if I would be disappointed. I'll be disappointed because <laughs> I don't have to see. I don't get to see Trent anymore, and exactly. I don't get to see Demonte anymore. And I don't want their careers to end like this. But if somehow you know, it's March somehow some way Chattanooga gets the job done and Illinois doesn't show up that like Illinois should, I'll be like, whew, that's tough. And I'm going to have a bad weekend, but that's the team that played all year long, like letting teams that shouldn't beat them in games.
1: Yeah. I I think you, you're definitely hitting all the points that I feel. Um, I also wanted to ask you, since I know you do a lot of work uh, with a lot of the Chicago sports Um, about loyal Chicago Mm -hmm. so that name is not very welcome in my in my head to be honest because of what happened last year but um, at the same time they're a great story I understand you know sort of the love around them Um, Sister Jean is obviously a great figure but um, they got messed up with a different Big Ten team this year at Ohio State Uh, I just wanted to see what you thought about the the Ramblers and what you thought about that matchup as well
2: I would pick Loyola if all things being equal, like if they still had Cameron Crutwig, if they still had Porter Moser as the head coach, I have kudos for Drew Valentine and what he's done up there. And Williamson still being up there as a guy who's been to the final four, still on the team. But depending on the health of Zed Key and there's no one on that team, probably no one in the nation that can stop easy EJ Liddell. So I'm going to have Ohio state winning that game um, in my bracket. <laughs> just too much. Like if they win another game that they're not supposed to win and go to the sweet 16, it's just like, what's going on here. And I know sister Jean stuff, and I don't like to bring it up because it's the players, not the none that are doing the winning, but there's just too much stuff that's going on that has changed from last year. Cram and Crutwood gave the Illini fits because it's a skilled big, and Brad Underwood didn't uh, adjust to what Loyola was give, was giving was doing to the Illini. I feel Ohio State and their bigs and, and their stool will get the job done for us Loyola. I'll be rooting for Loyola in that game, but I don't think it's enough. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I think you hit the nail
1: on the head in terms of what's changed. Um, obviously, Crutwick is a huge piece, but a lot of those guys did return. You know, they got the point guard, Braden Norris. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lucas Williams is in Lucas Williamson is still there Um, I know they got a couple other ancillary pieces there too Um, and obviously Drew Valentine was on that team as well Ohio State's been a little bit banged up Um, so we'll see I am rooting against Loyola to be honest because I I just can't can't stomach that game that game I, I don't know if you watched it from start to finish but that was like that was torture for me Um, watching it live and then I actually decided to watch like a little bit of a replay a couple weeks ago don't know why but that was also torturous but you're feeling um, too good about yourself you're like I I need to be brought down a little bit. yeah I need to be brought back down to earth but um (laughs) man that was that was torturous but I do know that EJ Liddell whenever he does play an Illinois centered team turns into Steph Curry and starts making like six threes and so I'm hoping that that happens because um I'm not a Loyola fan at all yeah
0: Although Ohio State right now is absolutely cheeks, they've lost like what four four straight, yeah, something definitely. like that they're coming in. They're they're not doing very well, so I wouldn't be surprised if they lost oil to Loyola. To be honest, uh, when they're on, they're really good, but they I know they're kind of coming in limping a little bit from the you know, the regular season and Big Ten tournament. But yeah, yeah. All right, Herb. We've talked a lot about our skepticism about this team. But do you have a favorite memory from this Big Ten championship season?
2: Uh, favorite memory. I think uh, whew, it's a tough one. I would go with the win down in Missouri um, in St. Louis, like the atmosphere in St. Louis. I wasn't there, but I was watching on TV. You had the football coaches sitting uh, courtside at Aaron Henry, and I believe C. Pat was there. Yep. just hyping the, the team up just going wild and the atmosphere for Illini fans finally getting back to St. Louis because last year's game was in an empty um, Missouri stadium wherever they call that there and so that is my favorite time of the year like I have Missouri friends who always rag on me when they're winning what four straight and never lost. Who was that? The Mark Smith never lost the yeah. Dragon rights <laughs> game. I'm glad he left and went to Kansas state and sucked there too. I'm I <laughs> not hating on teenagers. Actually. He's I didn't like how he left Illinois, like tail between his legs and went to Missouri and then won all those damn games. that we played for some. So I don't like Missouri. I just like, I went to the last football game they ever played. It was Nathan Shieldhouse up at the Ed Jones. They Stone. We had a like halftime that. lead. And then Pig Brown did a bunch of stuff. And I think Jeremy Macklin scored a couple touchdowns or he was gone by then, whatever. But like, I have bad feelings about Missouri football and basketball. I'm glad we're going to resume the football thing. But when that happened, I was like, okay, leaving no doubt that we're beating the hell out of Missouri by 20 plus is what I like to see. And right before Christmas, is was a great Christmas present.
1: Yeah, honestly, that was like the most like stress-free game of the mm-hmm. year. Because everything else has been like, Oh, you know they 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 gave up an 18-0 run. They're down by four. Curbelo missed like three free throws in a <laughs> row. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but then I also want to ask you, since you you know you said you've kind of been a fan for a while, um, I just wanted to know if you had a personal favorite memory about Illinois, whether it's in the tournament um, or even in the regular season back when they were in their heyday, 2005, all that good times. Um, But if you had one specific memory that really stuck out to you.
2: I was uh, the last year before. No, the last year of Bill Self here, uh, they won the Big Ten championship at the United Center. I had to be there and I don't know if I was covering it, but I was in the locker room after the game. So Luther Head was a freshman, I believe, and other players were there. I don't know if it was Demir Kapaglia or Robert Archibald, but they were very, very elated to win that uh, Big Ten championship in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Just remember like, oh man, this is going to be great for years to come. (laughs) Didn't know that Bill was on his way out and, you know, it was great the next year and Bruce Weber, but I think that was the culmination of my Illini Champ, i mean uh fandom And of course they can talk about the 2005 one but i find that hard because of the how we lost to north carolina if luther hits that three-pointer we're tied up <sighs> so it's still hard but winning that big 10 championship in chicago which they dominated early in the big 10 tournament was like all right here we go this is the illini pro- program i was promised when I started being a fan when I was 12 and now we're here, we're about to do some damage. I think that year they went to the elite eight or sweet 16 and lost to Duke, I believe, or Notre Dame, one of those two teams. And uh, it was a team where I was like, that's not a disappointing end. It was a good team that had exhausted its talents to the levels that I thought they need to get and sometimes just run up against a tougher team. And I love, love Bill Self. And uh he had a hatred for him when he left. But then eventually I was like, you know what, Kansas is a bigger program. He had to go there. He's been successful there. He's won a championship. So congratulations to Bill and I want him to uh you know retire and be in the hall of fame. But don't forget us little guys. We had a good team right there, man. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think if he stays, I think they win the national championship the next year with yeah. D, Darren, Luther, all of them coming in.
1: Yeah, We were just talking about before you came on about how we hope Brad – I mean, we don't think Brad will leave, but there's all these rumors about him and the Kansas State job. Um, obviously, a different scenario, but he better not. You know? I mean, that's a, that's a step down. That's a huge step down. Yeah, yeah he left yeah, – yeah. 100%. I know he went there or he's from there or
0: something like that. For like, like two that. years, right? I don't even yeah. think he's a great He graduate. was like an
2: assistant for two years, and then he yeah. went there. So he a walk-on. You could throw as much dollars you want. I would be proactive if I was uh, Josh Whitman and nipped at the bud. I know he just signed a contract, but you just say, hey, man, whatever a team's offering you, we're offering you more. You're staying here. This is your program. This is a destination. You said it when you got here that this is the job. You're not leaving for another one. And if you leave for Kansas State, we're going to hate you for a long time because that's not a real job. You no. leave for Duke? All right, we're fine. We're sad, but that's a, that's a blue blood. But you leave for Kansas State, that's just garbage.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I appreciate you sharing all those memories as someone who's been uh, an Illini fan for not as long as you and can't honestly remember a lot of those great teams from the – early to mid-2000s. That was some cool perspective. And shifting gears a little bit, you mentioned you couldn't remember if you were covering the team at the United Center or not, but you do talk a lot about the White Sox, which I'm a big White Sox fan. Alex is a big Cubbies guy. Um, But a a few weeks ago, you, along with a bunch of other people, changed your profile picture on Twitter, and everyone was getting hyped up for this March 4th thing. And it all dropped and it's the C H G O stuff. And it's all really, really cool. I was bummed initially when I heard locked on socks with you, with you and Tanny wasn't uh, going to continue. Cause you guys got me through a lot as a white Sox fan over the last few years. Um, but just tell me how the C H G O stuff kind of came together and uh, how it got to where it's at right now.
2: All right. Uh, the main guy is named Brandon Spano. He's a guy from Denver. So he did like media. He was a sports talker. Radio host. And then eventually he was like, I'm going to do my own thing. So he started the BS network. So Brandon Spano network. And he's in Denver. He's like, that's probably not going to go. You know, people don't know who I am necessarily. Mm-hmm. So let's go for something more universal. He's in Denver. Just check out the E's. So DNVR started that like three, four years ago. And it's killed in Denver. It's absolutely been a huge hit. And so they started a place in Phoenix with PNHX, and then that was last year. And then he called me in January asking if I wanted to join the new venture, which is CHGO, to do White Sox coverage. And I was like, bet, yeah, I mean, you're going to pay me to do that? Yeah, sounds great. And so I partnered up with former NBC Sports Chicago writer, Vinny Duber, and former score guy. and. Locked On Sox host Sean Anderson. When we left, we gave the show to Sean, and he's killed it there. And so he's come over to CHGO, and we've had a blast doing daily podcasts about the White Sox. We'll probably do when the season starts Sunday through. Th- uh, so I say Sunday through Thursday shows every day, post games, sometimes pre games. Vinny will be in the locker room when it's home games. So it's a kind of a unique way to do pre and post and cover your team so it's a daily like locked on but we're a little bit more involved with the video portion of it every show goes on live on periscope on youtube i mean on uh, twitter and on youtube so it's the video and audio element that we're in right now and every day like we go in and we discuss like what's the story today we get an hour to talk about it and then Pretty much give it to the folks for, like, tomorrow's show will be the remnants of today's show. So if you're driving to work at 9 o'clock in the morning, we'll have a fresh CHCO White Sox shirt, uh, show for you. Same thing with Cubs, Sox, Bulls, Bears, Hawks, Sky. I think we're doing the Fire, Red Stars, and any other professional team in Chicago will at least have uh, coverage. Like, Sky's show right now is only once a week. All the rest are daily show so yeah we're gonna get you covered if you need a daily fix of chicago sports and we're proud to join the chicago atmosphere to uh include not to like exclude from anybody like we're not anti anything we're come on in if you want to listen cool if you don't all good all of our people were not competitors with anybody. We're not competitors to score or locked on socks. We believe that everybody, again, Sean, by the way, still does locked on socks. So that's kind of our thing. Like we're a direct competitor in people's eyes, but we uh, love for locked on socks to be successful along with us. So that's a thing I think it's different with us. We're not in here for a hostile takeover. We're not here to be better than people. We're here to include the fans. And we just happen to be the host of the shows.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, thanks for bringing up that Sky podcast, too, as someone who um, was really into that team from last year that won the championship and looking for more coverage and stuff to di- digest from that team and, and everything. Like that, That's really cool. All right, last question I've got for you mm-hmm. is a White Sox question. Free agency is just opening up. Season starts. But, I mean, basically tomorrow. I mean, I know opening day is in like April 7th or something like that. But uh, what's your prediction for this White Sox team? How is this season going to finish for them? Uh, any big predictions?
2: Currently how they're constituted, the roster, they're going to be the AL Central champions. Yeah. It's not necessarily because they're the best because they are. It's more out of default because the Twins, yes, they're making a lot of moves, but I don't think they have enough as yet and byron buxton if he shows me he can be healthy for a full season he is an mvp candidate and that could take them to the next level but i don't see it i don't see him being healthy for a whole 162 and then the tigers are eventually gonna be good but i don't think this year is the year they're gonna take over the white Sox. white Sox have a bunch of good offensive players but a couple holes like they don't have a right fielder who's every day they're gonna go with andrew vaughn sheets and Ingle for right now as a platoon which is a fine player in the aggregate but you would want one player there for 130 140 of those games and then designated hitter they're going to have the opposite guy so whoever is not playing right field will probably be the designated hitter between gavin sheets and andrew vaughn that's fine both sophomore players or second year players they might hit a slump and you sure. might have two holes in the lineup that's why i want them in the interim before April seven starts, to go out and get a real bat. We saw Kyle Schwarber off the off the table. That would have been a nice right fielder slash designated hitter. Chris Bryant just went to Colorado for some reason. That was dumb. But get your <laughs> money, Chris. Enjoy yourself out there in Colorado in obscurity. That would have been a nice fit. I don't know if Nicholas cassiano's going off the board yet because i was been uh, recording at CHGO, but that would be an awesome fit. And the third, fourth guy I would want, is Michael Conforto, who's still out there. So, White Sox have plenty of money. Now, do they want to spend it? No. I think they're going to be out early in the playoffs if they don't improve their offense. And their starting rotation is not set either. Like, you have four and five and Kopech and Dallas Keuchel, who weren't – Dallas Keuchel was not good last year, and Michael Kopech is first full year of starting in the major leagues right here.
0: Yeah, he didn't pitch more than, what, two innings last year?
2: Exactly. So it's you're rolling dice on some question marks there. A starting pitcher who's going to pitch you 150 innings might be necessary to pick up somehow on a trade or just signing them. And they still have the problem of Craig Kimbrell. Not problem. It's a good problem to have of a Hall of Fame pitcher on their team, but they're looking to trade them. And if they can get a right fielder out of that deal or a young prospect or a starting pitcher, I would take it. But having them on the team. It's not a bad thing either if he pitches to the way that he was with the Cubs last year. And by the way, the Cubs, look at those moves. Like, there was a tweet today where somebody's like, the Chicago team has gone out and started and signed a great starting pitcher and an awesome outfielder. And it's not the White Sox. <laughs> I mean, Seiya Suzuki is an awesome player. I've seen his highlights. He looks like a combination of power and speed. And he's only 27, 28 years old. Let's go for the Cubs. And then, Marcus Stroman's going to make that team even more good uh, than they were, I mean, better than they were. And the the signing of or picking up Wade Miley from the Reds before they purged all their players was a sneaky move. I think he's going to be pretty solid for the Cubs too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, You know, I I think the Sox do have a couple more moves to go. We'll see if they make them. I hope they do, but, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf has trained me not to expect such things. Um, even though I think it is maybe what we deserve. I hope someday he takes this, like takes the, his hands off the wheel, like he did with the bulls a little bit and, uh, let somebody else run the show. But, uh, yeah, hope the White Sox make the world Series. I think they got a couple more moves to go before they get there. But, uh, yeah, Herb man, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. And love talking to line. and White Sox and Chicago stuff. Uh, where can all the, where can all the listeners find you?
2: If they're going on Twitter, it's uh, a 23, just Lawrence spelled backwards 23 three for Robin Ventura. Um, and I'm at CHGO. So all CHGO.com is our website and we do daily shows. So CHGO underscore white Sox is our Twitter. And whenever we go on live, I tweet out the link. So you can just follow there on Twitter, or you can go to YouTube there at all chgo on our page there so yeah we're I'm, we're out here talking about the white socks on a daily basis and hopefully these bitches give us something to talk about yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure good to talk yeah,
0: about. really appreciate it man and Thanks, if, yeah if you're listening right now you can follow us on twitter at armchair lion i uh, will be doing twitter spaces hopefully after they win on friday so join us in there uh, we had over 150 people in there last time and had a blast talking stuff so Uh, Hope to see you in our spaces uh, this weekend, uh, but otherwise, we will talk to you next time.